Welcome to the Peace Church D Group Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor and D Group leader at Peace Church. I'm here with Aaron Pierce, our multiplication pastor and leader of our discipleship ministry. This podcast is a resource to encourage, equip, and empower D Group leaders to lead their D Groups well. Welcome back to the D Group Leaders Podcast. This is episode four. I'm your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor at Peace Church. Today, we're going to be talking about the characteristics of a healthy D group. Last episode, we talked about the characteristics of a healthy D group leader. And so today, we're going to talk about the actual D group itself. This topic is important because uh, we want to see God work in our D groups. Uh, And when we see certain characteristics taking place in our D groups, it allows us to see the work that God is doing in our group. And lastly, in order to best maximize our groups, we should aspire to have these characteristics to give the people in our groups the best chance to see God work in their lives. So Aaron, if you would, man, just walk us through. We have four characteristics of what a healthy D group looks like. Yeah, just as a precursor to even getting into the characteristics is think of these as like the culture in your group, right? So every business, every uh, church or institution has a culture a part of it that may even look different than say their structure so for example we believe like the structure that we have in d groups that we talked about in the first couple episodes is really like necessary and foundational but the culture that you have is what is actually the values of the people within and that's more important uh, because that is like essentially what people feel when they step into those for sure yeah i believe it was peter drucker who said culture eats strategy for breakfast you know, it's not saying that strategy is not important, but if your strategy, if your culture doesn't match your strategy, it doesn't matter what you strategize. So I love that you're saying that, man. Culture is so important to seeing this take place. So think of these four characteristics just like that. This is the culture because, like you said, Brad, if if you don't have, you can have the right strategy, if you don't have the right culture, then your D group won't be as effective as it could be. So with that said, number one, the first characteristics of a healthy D group is that they're vulnerable. So let me just differentiate something here because these words get thrown around a lot. There's a difference between vulnerable and transparent. Transparent is just being honest. That's kind of like baseline, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not honest with me, why do I even know you? I I love that you actually always joke, Brad, when we say, (laughs) if I say, I'm going to be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? Yeah, why do we do that? (laughs) Can I be honest with you? I always say, well, uh, please be honest with me. Don't lie to me. Let's just start saying, you know what? I'm going to lie to you right now. (laughs) Yeah, but why do Christians start that sentence like that? Can I be honest with you? (laughs) Anyway, sorry. But right, I mean, that's the point. Like, that's baseline, right? It's to be honest is to be respectable and just decent. So that's what transparency is, and we all should be that. Being vulnerable is actually like sharing something that is negative about you or that could even be embarrassing. And so, you know, to be transparent, to put it in really practical terms, is to say, I struggle with sin, right? Well, well duh, we're being honest right. at that point. Being vulnerable is I struggle with a particular sin, and you can name it, right? You know, so the deeper you think of vulnerability is going deeper, uh, and that's really where things are different. So as we think about the D group as a whole, the group increasingly should become more comfortable sharing with one another as time goes on. And that's something that you want to value is that vulnerability. Not to say you're going to start there, of course, sharing your deepest, darkest sins or anything like that. But eventually you get there. Um, And then eventually you want to see them begin sharing things like their sins or struggles that may be even embarrassing to them, things that you learn about each other as you grow. Um, 
as a part of that. So, Brad, you you and I were talking about this before. You know, what's kind of key in making that happen? Absolutely. I think it's got to be trust. So your trust has got to match it. So your vulnerability is not going to go any further than the trust and the group's going to allow it. So I shared some things with my group uh, the last time we met. And I told him, I said, look, I'm entrusting you guys with some very personal struggles that I go through. I said, and here's the thing, like if it leaves this table, we've ruined anything in our future of being able to be honest with one another and being able to be vulnerable. So like if you share your sin struggle with me and then I leave from that table and I go home to even my wife and say, man, let me tell you what Aaron shared with me. Did you know that he's struggling with dot, dot, dot? You know, I've ruined our trust. So it's like you've got to... Have trust in that table that when I share this with you men, or if you're a ladies' day group, I share this with you ladies, like, it's staying right there. Absolutely. And, you know, it's we've always heard this said, like, trust takes so long to build, but it can be so quickly lost. And I'll just say this, if you allow that sort of gossiping or sharing in the group, it will destroy the rest of your group. You'll never be able to recover from that lack of trust. And so that's key to being vulnerable. in another case of point, there was a time in my life where um, someone not in this church, but I shared something with that person. I said, look, please do not go say anything to anybody. That afternoon, called me back. Hey, I was talking about what you're going through with so-and-so, and, and they want to help. I was like, what? <laughs> I was so mad. So then I kind of, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, whenever I talk to this person, I have to be very general, you know, with this person. Because like, so, you know, when the trust is gone, the trust is gone. Yeah, that absolutely kills like that trust in the D group. And it's so crucial because you want to get to a point where that's relational and stuff, but that can only happen when trust is built. So here's just a simple test. Um, We've got like a a quick question for each of these characteristics to think through how your group is on this. So is your group becoming more vulnerable with one another or are they remaining guarded and surface level? There's got to be something wrong if at some point you're not getting there. Again, that takes time. You're not starting that way. But if you're not seeing that increase, either you as the leader aren't setting the tone or there's other things you might want to explore and figure out what's going on. Why don't we trust each other in that way? So that's the first one, being vulnerable. Uh, The second characteristic of a healthy D group is encouraging. So here's what we mean by this. Uh, Brad, actually, you brought this up in our last podcast episode when we were talking about being relational as a leader The idea here is that you're not doing life together, sharing struggles, sins, vulnerability, just to have somebody beat you over the head of the Bible. You're doing that to encourage and stir one another up to grow, right? So the accountability is aimed not at sin sniffing, but at actually aiming at helping them better walk with God. You know, I will share with my group, hey, I struggled with this, I struggled with my thought life this week, I struggled in this area, not because... I want them to beat me up about it, but because I want them to say, hey, what can you do to get better? How can we help you? How can we pray for you? And in that, it's kind of like a, a team atmosphere. Of we're doing this together. We're in this together, not just, hey, I'm going to confess my sins, and it feels like I'm at a, you know, like a confession ceremony or something. And, and so it also talks about the fact that our aim is to build one another up and not put each other on guilt trips. Like if your group is sharing, you know, something and you've got that one person that's like, well, you shouldn't be doing that. You got to really protect against that as a leader because that is not the aim of accountability. It's to help encourage and stir one another up and identify even where you're commonly struggling so that people know they're not alone in their struggles. Yeah. Pretty much they know they're doing wrong. 
Right. You know, they don't need you. I mean, they're one, they're saying that I'm struggling with this. They don't need you to, you know, when you go there, what are you doing? How do you know I'm doing wrong, man? Right. It's like, yeah, help encourage to, to help them, you know, get through that, get past that. So a simple test to think through, are you an encouraging group or not, is does your group help encourage one another towards growth and maturity, or are they harsh when someone is not perfect? I heard this said by, I believe it was Robbie Gowdy, said the aim of discipleship is progress, not perfection. Mm. And that's so helpful because you're going to have people in various walks of life. You're going to have the guy that's been in church his whole life, that their hear journal may get repetitive to him because he's used to it. But then you're also going to have the person who's never read the Scripture, much less dug into it. And so where they are in accountability, where they are in their struggles, is going to be vastly different. But if we're mutually encouraging one another then it becomes, hey, we're moving towards progress, not whether or not you're perfect. And so we want to make sure we have that encouraging atmosphere. So the third characteristic, uh, we've had vulnerable and encouraging. The third characteristic of an effective or healthy D group is missional. This one is probably the most easy to kind of lose sight of because naturally in discipleship, you're focused on growing Christians. And that's rightfully so. I mean, that's what you should be doing. That's the aim of it. But at the same time, part of the growth of us as Christians is whether or not I care about lost people. Mm -hmm. If all we ever do is just hang out with Christians and get them deeper, eventually you're going to run out of lost people, right, or or people that need to grow. And so missional is actually the very DNA of the believer who is maturing because, as Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. And if Jesus is the guy that we're following, at some point our heart should be for the lost as it was for Christ. Yeah, I think, man, if discipleship doesn't lead to evangelism, it's not really discipleship. Absolutely. And so it stirs that up and feeds that. And that's one of the reasons why one of the accountability questions is, have you shared your faith? Because one of the reasons we don't, nobody ever asks us if we did. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm being asked week after week and I have to say no for two months in a row, something's wrong if I'm not even trying, right? And so that's what we're aiming at with even that question. So just by looking at what are some characteristics of a missional life group, think of it as, I'm sorry, a missional D group. Um, Think of it as the group members develop a heart for others, especially lost people, instead of focusing inward. So in your group meetings, are you seeing your members concerned with their lost neighbors, family, and friends? Or is it all about them and maybe their Christian friends? Do they even interact with lost people, right? Like as a missionally-minded group, you should see that increase over time. Another way to think of this is the group members understand God's calling on their lives to make Him known. I'll just share, this one was one that really hit me because I think it was my first or, I don't remember, a few, few months into one of my D groups that I've led, we had an individual who, for like four straight months, answered the question, didn't even try to share my faith, didn't even build a relationship. And so I finally just kind of asked, like, are you concerned about this? Because like, you kind of seem nonchalant. You know, I was trying to mm-hmm. pinpoint, like, what's behind it? And he basically just said, like, I don't have time. And it, it made me realize, like, there was a whole side of his spiritual maturity that he needed to grow in because he wasn't even concerned. A lot of us, maybe we feel concerned and we just struggle to know how. Um, But his lack of concern showed me as a leader to create a healthier group. I needed to help help him develop that heart, pray for that, and and do what I could to encourage him. So a simple test on that end is, do your group members only focus on themselves and each other, or are they also praying and concerned about reaching out to the lost? So the fourth and final um, characteristic of a healthy D group is they're focused. 
So I don't know about you, Brad, or if you can imagine this. It can be easy to get off track or mm-hmm. off subject in very easy <laughs> meetings. Have you ever had the guy who just chases rabbits, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. Sometimes I'm that guy. You know? <laughs> I know what you <laughs> must be honest. But there's also times like I don't know about where you meet, but a lot of times in my D group, we're meeting in a public space, like at a restaurant. And then it's it's easy to get off focus because you'll see somebody that you know and they'll come over and talk to you and all of a sudden like your whole discussion's gone. And so it, it, that's a constant battle to stay focused. I think as a leader, you've got to constantly be drawing people back in. But everybody has that guy that loves to talk, you know. So. <laughs> or, or the guy who's like severe ADT. ADD. ADT? Wow, ADT. He's got, He's got the home, home security. security. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> wow, we said that at the same time. Uh, yeah, he's ADD, not worried about home security. There we go. Uh, he just gets distracted. Like, we just got distracted. Same Absolutely. And it's totally we my got, fault. We missed our focus talking about being focused. <laughs> so we're bad models. I mean, this is this is the point. The struggle but, is real, people. <laughs> and in all seriousness, you know, it's easy to chase rabbits or specifically, like, even talk about things you're passionate about. You know, in our small talks before we jump in, you know, catching up, hey, did you see so-and-so in sports? Or, you know, I, I love basketball, so I did might— Did you watch The Last Dance? And we, we spend an hour talking about how Michael Jordan is really great, but not quite as great as LeBron. Oh, you know what? We're going to have to have a whole different podcast on why MJ's the GOAT, so— <laughs> See, look at us. We're showing you how you chase rabbits and how quickly it is to, to lose focus. See, it's easy. I mean, we're just showing you. We're giving you examples. Uh, but seriously, it is. I mean, and even the small talk that leads elsewhere, or even in your group meetings, like you're sharing a here journal, and let's just be honest, we're in an election year, and it's easy to just go off the rails and rant about whatever political opponent you don't like, and so that always creates discussion, and the next thing you know, your group meeting's up, and you haven't really done anything spiritual, right? So what we mean by this is healthy groups stay focused, and I know if you're a leader, you know that intuitively, but I promise you, I've heard stories of people in a group, and they come and to me or the other, even other churches and pastors that do this, they'll say, man, I love the idea, but we just never really talk about God. We're talking about politics, talking about basketball, talking about whatever else, and we squeeze God in at the end. And it's so important for you as a group, if you're going to be a healthy culture, to do your hear, talk through your hear journals, do the scripture memory, pray for one another, do the accountability. And it's not, it's not that it's bad to have side conversations or things, of course, or even allow a, a point in the reading to, to stir a conversation, but you always got to bring those back yeah. and stay focused. I think that's where you as a leader are so important because it's a tough balance. We talked about it last episode. You want to be relational yeah. as a leader. And it's hard to be relational. I mean, it's easy when you're being relational to talk about just regular life stuff with them because you're building relationships but you've also got to be disciplined enough to say, okay, the main purpose of what we're here to do is not talk about basketball or politics or this. Man, we're talking about our spiritual lives and how we can grow. So there is a balance there. Absolutely. And we actually are going to have an entire podcast specifically on how to facilitate those discussions. And part of that is how do you transition around those things and allow for spontaneity? Because you don't want to be rigid, right? Um, being focused doesn't mean rigid. It just means you, you stay focused even in the spontaneity. So a simple test for that as we wrap up um, these characteristics is, do your meetings get frequently sidetracked on endless debates, questions, or discussions, or is it focused on God's Word, accountability, and sharing? In other words, do you try to say ADD and talk about home security systems, or do you stay focused on the task at hand? And so that, that kind of is the question to ask on that end. 
Man, that's great. So uh, again, thank you all so much for joining us today as we talked about the characteristics of a healthy D group. Uh, again, just to refresh us, uh, the characteristics are uh, the D group is vulnerable, it's encouraging, it is missional, and it is focused. Again, if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast, please click subscribe so these episodes will be downloaded to your phone or listening device uh, automatically. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Yeah.